Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's Jason Manford here. Uh, I am very much like you, stuffing my face with mince pies, uh, drinking the rest of the book's fizz and so on. Uh, so please don't text in. Uh, I've handpicked some of my favourite bits of the last 12 months. Have a listen and have a laugh. I've got a voicemail on my phone, which is Bruce Forsyth telling me off. And uh, I was going to mention this one week on the show, but we may as well do it this week. So I did a show with Brucey about uh, three years ago. And um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was for Brucey's Hall of Fame for uh, BBC One. And I sang a song. I did a, 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 a tribute to Les Dawson, where he sings um, a song and, and gets it wrong, and it's all very funny. So I sang the same song, and uh, but they kept ringing me. They kept ringing me, and I was busy filming something. And they kept ringing me, saying, "Can you tell us what key you want to sing?" This was the producer. Do you want to sing uh, sing the song in? Because Bruce is learning it on the piano, so he needs to know the the, the key. And I I just didn't get round to doing it because I had to find a musician to go. What key am I and all that sort of stuff, and not got round to it. So four or five missed calls I got uh, from Bruce uh, from Bruce's uh, producer, and then I got a, a missed call. <laughs> and when I got the voicemail, it was Forsyth, right? And I remember it word for word because it was so perfectly. He went. So this is how he started. He goes. Um, he goes. Manfred, uh, not Manfred. I mean Manfred. Uh, I've got a friend called Manfred. He's a German, right? Which is my favourite <laughs> bit of the. <laughs> <laughs> he just got that wrong straight off the bat, <laughs> Manfred. He's and then my the, my favourite quote now, which I use all the time. Uh, he goes um, now. Listen, Jason, I, I don't want to start on a row. <laughs> I don't want to start on a row, but you need to get the key to the producers. And so he he left this message, and he was very nice. And then he sort of said, oh, "I'm looking forward to working with you and all that." And then right at the end, he goes, uh, he goes so. Uh, Anyway, anyway, my love, I'll, I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. But it is an emergency. <laughs> he was very serious about it. This is Jason Manford. This is I did quite like uh, the the woman who fakes illness to get out of a date. How did that happen? How did that transpire? Um, essentially, she uh, they were up a mountain and uh, oh no, a hill. It says. Sorry, I'm, I'm adding to it. Oh, just uh, go to the pictures first, eh? If you <laughs> know, they've gone don't for a, take a risk like that. They've gone for a walk. So she said she's not well and like sort of collapsed a little bit. I think oh, she's gone too yeah. far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the illness and. Um, it turns out that she, yeah, it, it, she was just totally faking it, and he, but he ended up calling the police. So, the, like, an helicopter came in. Yeah, and it was <laughs> like, went for it, the full lot. So, I, I guess that... He's the, a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're talking, uh, we're talking dates this morning. Not that me and Steve are particularly well-versed in the, in the dating world, but... It's been a long time. It's been, it's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, pre-Tinder, pre... Yeah, uh, no. Any of that sort of I mean, of I had WAP on my phone then. I mean, you couldn't do Tinder with WAP. I don't even know what WAP is. WAP, it was before you had the internet on your phone. It oh, was yeah, WAP. God, <laughs> oh, that's like, it was, it's worse than the current day E. Yeah, yeah. When it just goes to E. Why does it do that? I don't know. Why does it just say, look, it's not working? Yeah, let that go. Rather than just go, it works a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know it'll it work in a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you looking for something right now? Because I can't help you. Yeah. Well, I'll get back to you in two hours. <laughs> Uh, Vicky in Bournemouth says, I once went on a blind date. I was, it was going so badly, uh, he was ugly and boring. That's a bit harsh, that, Vicky. Yeah, a bit. bit harsh, that. Uh, but she says, I went to the toilet and went and met my friends at the pub. 
So she went. So she just went to the toilet, and done one. But she said, "I went to the toilet." But it's got a quotation mark. Yeah, like she didn't <laughs> go to the toilet. I'm just going to the toilet. <laughs> I'm just going to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, you're going to run off, aren't you? Uh, so and uh, to meet, a f- and then went to meet her friends around the pub, uh, around the corner. An hour later, he walked past, saw us, and came and sat no, with us. No. <laughs> well, that is. Oh, that's that the, is the goal of the guy. Oh, I well, the goal of her just going to well, the pub next door. I mean, you've got. A, You've got to put some miles in. You've yeah. got to get on a bus. You've got to leave. You can, you can bump into him. Uh, Terry, uh, as mentioned, Terry Farmer, she says, uh, on our first date, my date turned up in jeans which had been ironed by his mum. Oh, that's it. Yeah, no, that's it. With a, permanent creases down the on middle. On the wrong side. Oh, no, that's the wrong way. You don't want pleats in a pair of jeans. <laughs> she did say, we did get on, we did go on to get married but the jeans were thrown out. Oh, that's fair enough. Uh, Karen King says, a blind date, uh, uh, huge gums. She went on a blind date with someone with huge gums. <laughs> Had you not stopped looking at his huge gums and tiny teeth? <laughs> he was lovely, but I couldn't have another date. <laughs> no. Wow. And uh, Hetty says, um, the fella kept picking up the chutney pots in the Indian and eating them with a teaspoon like they were yoghurts. Oh, <laughs> 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 like you've never been before. <laughs> oh, one of them's just onions yeah, as well. <laughs> just eating raw onions and the pickle. with and a the, spoon. The lime pickle. <laughs> oh, that's warm. <laughs> oh, no, that's a, he's a keeper. Or oh, she's a keeper. Right. <laughs> Jason. Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. Reasons for not having a second date. Mainly from girls, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly from girls. Uh, Kaylee, this is, might be my favourite one. Kaylee says, I went on a date with a guy who took me to his house. Mm. Then cooked 12 chicken breasts and ate them all, standing up with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> standing up? That's the bit that's like a feat of endurance. <laughs> I'm the man for you, watch this. <laughs> Watch what I can do. <laughs> Let me just sit down. Really make me laugh. Oh, that's a cracker. <laughs> Twelve. Uh, <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> Sat, cooked them. At least sit down, man. You animal. <laughs> I must have taken about an hour. <laughs> that's the thing. I don't think it was in silence. Staring her at. <laughs> I reckon he was. After every bite, he sort of nodded and went, yeah, that's see what you're getting. That's number two. <laughs> yeah. Right, number 11. Here it is. Uh, Kay says, I walked out on a date when he took his jacket off and his jumper was tucked into his jeans. Not even, not even bagged over, just tight into the Ooh, jeans. that's weird, isn't it? That's, that's a bit, that's, that's serial killer-ish, that. Yeah, no, that's spooky. That's the attire of the, of the psychopath. Yeah, that's spooky. Uh, Natalie, uh, Natalie Ray says, I, I went on a date with a guy and he shook my hand at the end. It's like, was that a job interview or a date? Yeah. That would be weird. Uh, and Lee Piper says, I went on a date years ago and then realised he had tiny childlike hands. So I went to the loo and did a runner. I mean, these are things that people can't help. I mean... Like, tucking your jumper in, that... You can sort... Yeah, you can, you can pull that. that out. But somebody might... You might have, it might have happened accidentally. Maybe he was, he was running for a bus and it was... Little hands. Little <laughs> What could you do about little hands? Little hands. There's not anything about little hands, can you? No, there's nothing you can do about little hands. I mean, if he was a goalie, it'd be funny. But he, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> he's just got little hands. Little hands and big gums. Yeah. Same guy. Poor <laughs> 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 guy. He's like a caricature of himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he sits down in Leicester Square for someone to there do a drawing, they go... Just take a photograph <laughs> of Bowler Rogers, <laughs> give it back. <laughs> <laughs> he's a keeper. Lisa... Uh, has uh, messaged me. It's quite a long one, but it did make me laugh, but also fear for her safety. 
She said, I went on uh, a date with a guy who kept talking about how cute my feet were. They are a children's size 13. He was smartly dressed, took me to a fancy restaurant, drove a BMW and was funny and witty. I tried to overlook it. It wasn't like a... It was just weird. Like, it wasn't... Just kept going on a bit. Yeah, it was just a bit weird that he kept talking about my feet. You know, and I know some some guys are into the feet, but not not on a first date. You've got to build up to the feet fetish. Yeah, kept talking, like, as if she's going, oh, do you want a drink? You'll have a lager. Your feet are great. (laughs) Just kept bringing it back to the feet. Anyway, he uh, he dropped her off home. And then uh, she was thinking at that point, I might invite him in. And then he said, if I come in, can I touch your feet? Mm. I said, you know what? No. No, no you can't. No. <laughs> he then said, can I, can I have one of your shoes? <laughs> Which is weird. It's right? pointless, me keeping one shoe. She said, right. <laughs> so she left. <laughs> she left, slammed the door. <laughs> through the letterbox, he shouted... What about a sock? <laughs> <laughs> what about a sock? Uh, wow. wow. What an utter. What I've, got an a, utter. I've got a similar... Well, not as weird, but no. Robin Tunbridge mm. has put... He went out with a girl who had an enormous tongue. Oh, right. He didn't say how big. She went on to tell me that she had a restraining order against her ex that was stalking her and then said, he's probably watching us now. <laughs> yeah, not a good... That, you'd be out of that Not day, a good line. You? Don't matter how big her tongue is. <laughs> Chatty chatty. Donna said, went on a blind date, found out his surname was Bonner. Pointless. Donna Bonner. <laughs> pointless. <laughs> yeah, pointless. Uh, there's no future in this. No, no. <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Here's one of the most awkward moments of my past year. The moment my daughter asked me what an STD was. We went to a a kid's party at a play centre and um, we're sort of sat there. My daughters have gone, you know, my little boy's running around the the, the place. And uh, then my daughter sort of comes over and we're sitting at the table, just the two of us. And she says, Daddy. She just comes out with it. She goes, Daddy, what does STD mean? But boom, out of nowhere. I said, well, I, um, I said, well, I, you know, it's like a, it's like a disease, you know, it's like a disease. She's like, what do you mean? I said, like, look, I'll tell you when you're older, you don't need to know about this. Yeah, right it's now. not going to work, is it? She was like, just tell me. She was like, I can understand things. I can understand <laughs> things. And so I was like, um, well, like, you know, sometimes two people, and like, there's other parents around wow. as well. And okay. like, sometimes two people, like, when be then make a baby? Like I'm also trying kid, to work out myself. The kids crawling out of the ball pool. <laughs> yeah. Jason's going to explain. I, could, I like the music stopped. You know, and it was like I could sit, I could feel eyes on me. Um, and there's like a man and a woman. Well, not necessarily. I mean, it could, you know, you start getting into different very good, avenues. Very good. And I said, well, I guess like how a proper sweating. I could feel that like, just down the back of my neck. Like I said. Um, Anyway, you can pass diseases on if you're not careful. So, you know, that's why people have to be careful. I mean, don't think about it now, but, you know, but, yeah, it's also it's awful, horrible. I mean, warts and rashes and, like, stinging, like, red, red. I'm just saying words. Like, words are just coming into my head. And uh, so just don't do anything like that uh, ever. And <laughs> she goes, what? So she just stares at me. She's like, what? what? And I said... Why, why, why are you even asking this question? Anyway, she goes, oh, it just says up there, uh, coffee, large, or STD. <laughs> 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 now, oh the moral God. of the story is, I mean, she certainly won't be drinking coffee for a while, but yeah. uh, the moral <laughs> of the story is, uh, 
Just make sure when the child asks you a question, yes. just say, where have you seen where that? Where have you seen that? That is absolutely That's, crucial, isn't that it? That is the key. I had a, I had a bit of a dodgy one in, a, in a, a, one of those play centres, like the bump and bounce oh, yeah, sort yeah. of thing. I was walking around with my uh, nephew, and he was holding my hand, and he was running along the place, and we were kind of having a bit of a laugh, mm. and this other kid came over and started holding my hand as well, wow. because he wanted to play, and so he was sort of joining in, and he just kind wow. of was holding my hand, and I'm quite a, a, a gregarious, yeah. you know, I like playing with kids and stuff, <laughs> but you end up sort of going, uh, okay, I'm sort of holding yeah. Weird, but equally, you don't want to go get off. Yeah, of course. Cool. That would be worse. It's society that's changed, not you. It, thank you. Yes. Exactly. So my little nephew's calling me Uncle Stu. Uncle Stu, let's do this. Uncle Stu, do that. We come round the corner. I'm holding both kids by the hand. One of them's with me. The other one very much not. <laughs> we run into his mum, the wow. new kid, and she just looks at the kid. Doesn't look at me. Looks at the kid and says, "Who's this?" And the kid goes, "It's Uncle Stu." Oh <laughs> wow! Oh, I didn't tell wow. him to call me that. <laughs> yeah, kids will get you in trouble. In fact, another play centre story was um, there was uh, my daughter's. We're in, uh, we're in the play centre, and there was this little kid just being a bit of a nightmare, right? And uh, and he was he was in his United top, and he was he was sort of blocking uh, the the entrance. He was about, difficult, difficult when you see someone. I know. He's about eight or nine, um, a little Asian kid in a United top, and he was blocking the thing. He wouldn't let anybody else through. And my daughter was like, "That boy won't let us get through." And I was like, "Well, you know, if he does it again, I'll have a word with his parents. But you know, I'll try and sort it out between you." Three or four times, she came over crying. I said, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go and speak to his dad. Like, so I'm looking around, and I see the kid go over to his dad. And his dad's this quite very tall, like six foot four, um, bearded uh, Muslim chap, and uh, like quite respectful looking. And I sort of walked over. I said, I'm really sorry, um, you know, but the kids thing, you know, the, you know what kids are like. And he said, oh, yeah, and he, he was totally fine. And then my daughter goes, oh, well, we don't play with these people, do we, Daddy? I went, what? Whoa! Whoa! What? She went, you know, Grandad told us. Grandad told you nothing of the sort. Like, it was, I was going, what, what do you, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I mean, you know, like, people have old people who are racist in their family. Yeah. We don't even have that. Like, that's never even happened in our family. I'm going, what? What do you mean? She went, and she's starting to cry a little bit because I'm getting flustered. And this, this guy's looking at me like, what, what, why is your daughter saying these horrible things? And she went, Manchester United fans. That's what she meant, because we're City fans. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God, thank you. Oh, God. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it, was a te- it was tense. It was tense. I'll give her that. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. So tell us what you're up to at the moment. What's happening in your life, Angela Barnes? Me, I am desperately trying to pass my driving test. Well, of moment. course, because you're only 17. Yeah, I'm 39. 39 and you've not done your driving test? I just test. never got round to it. And now I, I need to. And I'm, I'm a race against time because I did my theory test two years ago. Oh, and it so it's running out. So I've got to pass my test before April. Wow. Yeah. I, um... Are you enjoying it? Are you enjoying the process? It. Yes, of course. I mean, my, my instructor's great, and the le- I'm, sure. but I, I'm so anxious. If I at seventeen, you're not scared, are you? I had a hilarious driving instructor when I did. You? Uh, he was mad. He was like from Salford. He was like a proper like, all right, Jay, come on now. I was like, is this really your car? Like it was to that, yeah. you know. And uh, I love the thought that a joyride would come out as well. Yeah. And some extra bucks. <laughs> so my my driving instructor at one time did this. Uh, right, so uh, we're just going to go down this road here, Jace. All right, left here. That's right, lefty. And we'll do a parallel park into this uh, into this bay here. No problem. Parallel park. Okay. Yep. Okay. We're in. Right. I'm just gonna be two minutes. I've got to pick up my daughter's birthday cake. I was just like dri- <laughs> I was just like driving him around. Amazing. 
on my That's <laughs> multitasking. That's yeah, pretty amazing. impressive. I failed, and I'm going to be honest with you here. I failed six times. Six times. Yeah, I mean, you could, I, that was the instructor I had. I mean, it's not. It's not <laughs> yeah, that's to, not your fault, is it? It's not my Did fault. The examiners invite you to their Christmas dinner. <laughs> <Six laughs> I know I had my own parking space. <laughs> six times I wow. failed. I don't think anyone can be. I mean, I used to talk about it at my stand-up, failing six times. I don't think I've ever met anyone could who could six. fail. At what point do you go? Do you know what? Maybe driving's not for me. I d- I think seventh. Right, I yeah, think that clearly. would have been the one. <laughs> I failed. Uh, I mean, I made some silly mistakes. I remember one. <laughs> I remember one. I was driving. I got to a junction and I looked right and I said to the instructor, uh, to the examiner, "Is it all right your side?" You that, did that not. That was a fail. That's a fail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I did. Uh, That's beautiful. I remember he said, um, uh, "Name a name a, a sign you might see on the motorway." So pick your own strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, I've got all the gags. Hey, I've got all the gags. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I remember once on a roundabout him saying, right, we're just going to go straight over this roundabout. I went, what? So he went straight over the roundabout. I went, okay. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute before I went, oh, right, you just mean that. Straight on. Exit over there. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. So last weekend, I, um, I'm going to flag it up now. This is the first time I've used a, f- th- a certain phrase that a lot of celebrities are known for. Okay. I actually used the phrase, do you know who I am? <laughs> now, I'm going to back it up before you turn off, before you start slagging me off on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I've never yeah. used the phrase before because it always struck me as a phrase of, well, if they don't know who you are, they don't. how would they know who you are? If they know who you are... They- it doesn't make sense. There's a question. Yeah. Why would you risk it? The risk is too great. As you know, today is my brother's wedding. So last week uh, was uh, I took my daughters to Debenhams. Went to Debenhams to to, to get dresses for the wedding, matching okay. dresses, which we, which they never do. I force them into any clothes that match, and uh, so we've we spent all day doing it. I was knackered, like trying to. Just dress them and undress them in, in, in the changing rooms that are too small for even one person. There's three little people. I'm so tired. <laughs> Trying to find matching shoes and... Oh, crikey. Anyway, found the dresses. Found the dresses. Got the three. Also got a little one for the baby as well. Ooh. Happy days. On Friday afternoon, I was uh, going to ha- sort of iron them and stuff and get them ready for, for the weekend. And st- halfway through the second dress... A security tag on the dress. Mm. Security tag on the dress. And I thought, I don't know what to do with this. I I asked the internet, and they were like, oh, just uh, get a magnet. And uh, I was going, what? Nope. Nope. I don't f- who's got magnets other yeah. than the fridge magnets that barely even stick to the fridge? Yeah. <laughs> what use are they going to be? And then people said there might be ink in it. That's so exactly it. it away. Ink pouches, yeah. Crikey, it was a lot of risk. So yesterday, I went back to Debenhams after the internet told me just go back to the shop. So I drove back to the Trafford Centre on a Saturday afternoon, mm. Alison. Mm-hmm. It took me... About 45 minutes just to park, I went into the shop, I queued up, there was a massive queue, and I thought, I'm not even buying anything, I'm just after this thing. So I get to the front of the queue and I said to the young girl there, hi, you know, you start trying to do your happy face even yeah. though you're like, livid. I was like, hi, this happened the other day, the security tag got left on. Um, the problem is, I've not got the receipt, I didn't keep the receipt because I didn't think I'd be bringing these 
dresses back and just lost it. Oh, no. I found every receipt I bought. I used that day except the one I needed. She was like, yeah, without the receipt, it's hard to do. I was like, oh. right, who's can make this decision here? Because I've just driven in and it was your fault. Yeah. In the first place. I've heard of some shops actually pay you the petrol money that you wasted coming back in. Yeah. She said, I'll have to get security. I was like, right, okay. So security, it was like the, like the three billy goats gruff, like each one had someone else, oh, you, get the next guy, get the next guy. Anyway, security came and he, and I could sort of tell there was a moment where he sort of, he recognised my face for a second. And I, I, I think, and, uh, well he did in the end, but, uh, and I went, I went, hiya, mate. I was, like, trying to play this laddie, like, all right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, what a nightmare. You know? Hiya, pal. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, oh, sorry, it's just that, you know, that that's company policy. And I said, look, you know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel good about it, Alison. I don't feel good about it. I know, but I understand. But I had to just go, look, I get it. And I don't know what thieves look like, you know. I could, there's a stereotype, I'm sure, but I don't know what they look like. If you work in the security industry, I'm sure you know what they look like. They do not look like me. They do not look like a tired dad <laughs> with a dress. <laughs> with a, a dress. Anyway, it worked. They took it off? They and- took it off. And the irony is... Um, I, I had actually stolen it. That's what that... that <laughs> I know. <laughs> Matters. I tell you the other thing that happened actually that I probably shouldn't admit this on the radio, but talking about doing going shopping with my kids. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, I'm gonna just tell you, right. <laughs> I had so three daughters and I've got well I've got four daughters and but three that can walk and do things. And uh, and a little boy as well. So we're all in the Trafford Centre. This was last week, right? And we've been in various shops, loads of different shops. And I looked down. I'm not going to mention which daughter it was, right? But one of the older ones. And I looked down, and she's got a headband on that she didn't arrive with. Oh. I think you know what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> and I saw it. I was like, um, sweetheart, where, where's that from? She was like, I've always had it. Just bare face lied to my face. So I was like. You haven't, though, have you? Because I buy all your things, and I've never bought that. And then she said, oh, I just saw it. Just saw it in a shop. Put it on. I said, which shop? She couldn't remember, so I couldn't even take it back. (laughs) She basically, my daughter is a thief. So I don't know what to do about that. But I I thought we could do it as a topic. What's the biggest thing your child has stolen? (laughs) (laughs) What's the biggest crime your kid has committed? (laughs) Morning, everyone. Happy Sunday morning. Just wondering. Hey, I tell you what, I bet there is other people out there. Let's find out. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Straight away, people have messaged in. I was once called into school because my five year old had stolen a packet of mini Pringles from his teacher's handbag. Oh. I mean, why would what, they were just lying there in the bag in the middle of a classroom? Yeah, don't tempt you the children. Asked for that. I'm yeah, sorry. You did. I would not even. I wouldn't even tell him off. Uh, my daughter Scarlett. <laughs> my daughter Scarlett once stole a rubber chicken. That's a future comedian right there. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, that's. Uh, what a random thing to steal. A rubber chicken. Yeah. Uh, my son stole a meter long plastic eel when he was three. 
My daughter swapped prices on some Jill Sanders sunglasses uh, for kids at TK Maxx from £80 to £9.99. Now, is she writing us that because she's upset by that, or is she bragging that her child has figured this out Mm. at such a young age? Or, the third option, she did it and she's blaming the kid. Oh, there we go. I'm just throwing it out there. That seems a very detailed thing to do at eight years old. I was going to say, she either had to learn that, she learned that behaviour somewhere. (laughs) Because as a kid... You don't know the difference between £80 and £9.99. That's not just all. all money you've not got. Yeah. £9 is equally impossible as £80 <laughs> when you are eight and have no access to a job. Or 30-something sometimes. Well, <laughs> depends on how your life has turned out. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Barry in Barry, uh, which is um, a place... Just before we go all Brokeback Mountain, he says, we were camping in Somerset a few years ago when all the car badges had been robbed. The car badges, that's that's quite a detailed thing to steal. Having spoke to our fellow campers and slated other people's kids, we were uh, packing up my five-year-old sleeping bag when it rattled. It wasn't him, it was my eight-year-old. <laughs> I love the fact that he put it in the other kids. That's smart. That's bag. Future so, criminal. A Gail says, I once came back to my supermarket trolley to find a little girl prizing my pound coin out. All her mum said was, oh, she's always doing that in a sort of isn't she cute and clever sort of voice. No, you're not cute and clever. You're training your daughter to supplement her pocket money. <laughs> there is that. You've got, to, you've got to come in hard and fast yeah. on the kids. Otherwise... Who knows where it'll end up. Listen to this. When we were in a pet shop, my guide dog picked up a pig's ear from the shelf and ate it without me knowing. The shop owner was very understanding and found it quite funny. But that is £60,000 worth of training in the bin. <laughs> that's an expensive guide dog. I was going to say £60,000. I guess that's... Yes. Think yeah. about it. How many hours you got to put in? Crikey. <laughs> Even guide dogs at it. <laughs> I love that. They've got a bit of a rogue guide dog. I just need a pig's ear. Hey, man, look. I'll do my job. I'll keep you safe, but... Uh, occasionally I will be eating a pig's ear. <laughs> so that's I just... I am just a dog. <laughs> you know, I'm a good guy, okay? Yeah. I, I, I walk blind people around. I make sure they don't get killed. On the flip side, I've got a dark side. <laughs> pig's ear addiction. You know, exactly. There's nothing I can do about it, okay? But I'm, a, I'm, a good, I'm good. I'm good. Yep. I'm good. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I remember we went on holiday to Butlins. Uh, this is me. I sort of started talking like I was reading a the text then. But when I was a kid, uh, we went to Butlins on holiday. And uh, me and my brothers uh, were so excited to be there. And it was one of these places where once you're in, the fare and the swimming and everything's just included yeah. in the price. And we'd never... It was actually our only holiday as a kid. So we, we never had holidays. And I was about eight or nine. And my brother was uh, seven. And my other brother was five. And that was the only holiday I had until I was about 22 when I could afford to go on holiday uh, myself as a grown-up. So we'd gone to the... Ho- we'd gone on holiday, we were there. And we were like, oh, mum, can I have some money for the uh, fairground? And, the sw- and mum was like, guys... It's all included in the price. Food's included, the rides are included, like everything's included. We're at Butlins, Profelli in Wales, and it, this is it. And we were like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And we went out and we were gone for the whole day. It was amazing. The next morning, we got up early and we went, there was like a little shop and it had pick and mix and uh, sweets and chocolate and all that. And we filled our pockets and we, we just 
took everything, yeah. absolutely everything from this shop. Like we've filled loads of stuff and then left. But of course, the shop is not is not included <laughs> in the all inclusive. Oh, <laughs> we got home. Uh, we got home uh, to our little chalet thing, and a uh, few few hours later, little knock at the door. Oh, Dad answered. Yeah, security. Uh, it's three lads here. Three lads living here. Uh, we've had. Uh, a lot of stuff stolen from the shop. A lot of uh, sweets and toys. A, f- a football uh, has been stolen <laughs> from the shop. <laughs> and my dad... It was a Power Rangers football. I remember it clearly. Oh, yeah, Power day. Rangers. And my dad, in the face of essentially possibly being thrown out of our only holiday, <laughs> went, no, I'm here by myself. <laughs> totally lied. <laughs> totally lied. <laughs> As the football just rolled right up to his foot, <laughs> security guard went, All right, All mate, right. enjoy your holiday. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where music matters. Now, I try my best to be a serious dad. Yeah. But I'm just not. And it's I, hard, I, isn't I it, really yeah. try. So, yesterday, uh, I, was, uh, I was doing a bit of work, and uh, my dad uh, and my partner, they were. Um, the, the kids were downstairs and I could hear a bit of commotion and I was in another room I thought I've just got to do this work and then I'll find out what's going on I'm sure they can do it my dad was over sort of babysitting but I mean grandparents are not great at it's it old school babysitting isn't it yeah they're just yeah. like well whatever be fine yeah be fine they've hurt each other yeah can they, they, <laughs> yeah. they can have biscuits for tea can they <laughs> yeah so anyway he uh, there, there was obviously some fight early on in the day there'd been a major major fight between yeah. the twins and my other daughter she took them both on and lost at that moment. Okay. So she left it, waited, yeah. bided her time. Everyone forgot, including the grown-ups. That's simmering, isn't it? Yeah, simmers, mm. simmers, simmers, simmers. So later on in the afternoon, I hear this commotion. Ah! That's horrible! What are you doing? And then I hear my dad go, that is terrible, you shouldn't have done that. That is awful. And I can hear this and I think, what's going on here? And then, right, I'm telling your daddy... And so the door opens of the office and she co- they come in and everyone stood there, like, waiting for me and I'm, and I'm starting to get the serious dad sort yep. of thing going on. I thought, right, what's gone on? What's happened here? Yeah. They said, Rosie, right, was, she's, she shouted uh, Annabelle up and said, Annabelle, I've got a trophy and I've left it on your bed. And so she came running upstairs, dead excited about this trophy that was on her bed. And uh, she went in the bed, and what Rosie had done was she'd done a poo in the potty and left it on a pillow. Classic. On, in the potty, she's not disgusting. In the potty, <laughs> on the pillow. As a trophy. It's like, a, like a, some weird Godfather tribute. <laughs> like, a, like a horse's head. <laughs> now, I laughed so hard. <laughs> That everyone was looking at me like, this, <laughs> this is not your role in this. You're not one of the other kids. Uh, and oh. I just, I find this a lot where I'm supposed to be telling them off. Yeah. And just think it's really funny. It's very hard, isn't it? It's it- tough, isn't it? Jason. Where real music matters. So, the other day, an amazing event happened that has revolutionised my life, right? And I, I think, I don't think I'm overselling it by saying it is one of the greatest things that has ever happened. And I'll remember it and cherish it for the rest of my life. And it was when all my children, bar the babies, you know, but the, 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 all four children could now do their own seatbelts. 
Wow. That's oh a moment, God. isn't it? I mean, it's hassle, up there. Just the hassle. Oh. It's going to take out. They could just do it. They could just do that. Oh, I mean, when they started getting dressed by themselves, that was, that was fantastic. That was really Yeah, good. it is. It's remarkable, isn't it? But this, and the wiping of their own bums is, wow. That is, what a day that was. <laughs> <laughs> but the seatbelt, the seatbelt. It just takes all that hassle. I didn't realise stress, stress level for over a week is just going to be. It's the posi- It's the angle of the way you've got to bend as well. <laughs> the back, your back, yeah, I know, and I the know, yeah. your head, and the and the the cars. Cars, cars coming past. Yeah, past. There's so much going on in that moment, and they're being a nightmare. And you've got to try and find the buckle behind the their oh, little yeah, booster reach, seat. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all gone, Brent. <laughs> it just all went in one afternoon. A massive weight off your mind. It just. Even later Pur- on that purged, purged of it. Yeah. Later on that day, I saw my brother. He went, "You look like you're in a good mood." And I, went, <laughs> I said, "You know what? I am." <laughs> the kids can all do their own seatbelts. Do you know the nappy changing? That was a big moment yeah. where, at first, when you got your, your first born, you you are terrible. No, yes. There's no training you'll ever no, get. No, no. And 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 then it's twenty, thirty, forty packs of wet wipes for one nappy change, yeah. and then <laughs> just that seems to happen. And all of a sudden, you step back and go, "Hold on, two wet." wipes yeah done mint <laughs> yeah. clean everything in easy reach it's just it's yeah all about the, it's, it's all about prep spanners spire used to call it the spanners uh, i've got one here from tracy that has blown my tiny mind now you might know this because you used to be a mechanic right but i didn't know this was a thing right she says finding out that the little arrow on your petrol gauge points to which side the tank is on yeah to fill in do you not know that no i didn't know that yeah so on your petrol gate. I'm going to have a look at this when I get in. Honestly, it's There's a little true. arrow and it points to which side the petrol is. The yeah. amount of times I've got a higher car or a new car, I'm driving someone else's car, and I've just gone, oh, what? I've got to get petrol, which side is it? I've got to get out. And I've, I've got out and had a look at what side it was. Do you know on some cars, now this is really technical now. Right. You can see what side the, the petrol tank is on with the filler on that yeah. same side by the exhaust on the opposite side because of where it roots underneath the back of a car. Brent, I'd have to get out and have a look at the exhaust. I know, I'm I don't just, know I'm just that where I just I'm said sat. it was a bit technical. I know, yeah. If but- I could see the exhaust, I could see where the petrol goes. <laughs> that is no help. I'm just, I'm just throwing it in the mix. No help I'm at all. It in the mix. <laughs> but yeah, that it does. It does have an arrow. There's a little to the arrow. other side. A people, and it right. tells you that's it. I want to know right now whether I. Uh, is this something I just. I'm the only one who didn't know, or is this ever. Because Brent's a mechanic, so I can't gauge his response right. Gauge his response. Gauge his response. Just, it just happens mate, for you, doesn't it? It's just natural. It's not even, it's like a That's sneeze. What, it's like a sneeze, isn't it? Just not, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> it's changed my life, friend. It's actually changed my life. Wow. I can't believe it. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Earlier in the year, Johnny Awesome, Steve Edge and Adam Hills join me for a very special live show in the staff canteen. Here's what happened. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio, uh, joined by Steve Edge. Hello. Our co-host, uh, our studio audience. Uh, Johnny Awesome. Hello. And special guest, Adam Hill. Hey. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> We've even, got a, we've even got a jingle for you, Adam. Really? Yes. Okay. That's how excited we are. This is for you, Adam. This. He's going to Rio for the Paralympics. The water's bad, he better take some pills. Australian and West Ham fan, he's forever blowing bubbles. It's Adam Hill. Oh, 
that's amazing. So that, that is... You know, it, the processes, my mental processes there were, can I have that before every show? I was thinking I could just walk around with you. When you come out the left, I'll do that. Downstairs. <laughs> Downstairs when you come out. That, I, do you know what? I genuinely thought I want to be introduced with that, by that every time and then realised, actually, it's not going to make any sense, the Rio thing, for the rest of my life. I could change the words, Adam. Oh, could you? Yeah. He's like that. Oh, yeah. my I could change goodness. the words. Yeah. 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 Even that, he only come up with about five minutes ago. Yeah. You could even say he's been to Rio. and then like, it's you know, okay. like, He went out last night and had a big night. He shouldn't really do it, but he took some. Pills, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want me to sing. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah, we're off. Is, well, we're what off. a way What else did he do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm interested. I think we will stop yeah, there. We did, we did you know, I'm going to bring you along when I've had a big night and can't remember quite what I did. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a refresher. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, well, I, I, to the audience, by the way, I'm really sorry. I got a bit freaked out. I kind of walked into a radio interview. There was an audience, and yes. then I put my head down and just walked to you and and didn't say hello to anyone. Well, there we are. We're, we're saying hello now. I know we thought we'd do it different this week. We thought we'd have a we'd have a bit of a party. Is this the first time you've had this an audience? This is the first time we've had an audience, yeah. Wow. This is our first one. I should have... Do you know what? I should have known that because it's incredibly well catered. Yes. <laughs> Basically, the catering... You can't say it, obviously, because it's on the radio, but the catering looks like... I don't know if you've seen Obese, A Year to Save My Life. You know when they get the, <laughs> they get the table out and they go, this is what you eat in a fortnight. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we've got but just this morning. But you only ever do that for the first the first time. You only cater well for the first time. But yeah, the, well, the, the bananas aren't coming again, are they? Look, no yeah, one's no, no one's even touched the bananas. <laughs> yeah, and you've over you've really overcated now that I look at that. That's remarkable. <laughs> well, I remember one of the first gigs I ever did over here um, was uh, look. I'm going to say who it was. A whole bunch of comedians, and it was in um, Colchester. All oh, right, yep. and it was the first time this venue had ever done a gig. And we walked backstage, and it was twice as much as what you've got but with alcohol so there were four of every beer but there were five different types of beers and there were bananas and there was bottles of wine and one of the comedians happened to be going to a party straight after the gig Mm. and basically filled his bag up with everything and took it to a party tell us who it was (laughs) It was Ross Noble, actually, of all people. <laughs> of all people. The one who doesn't, doesn't even drink. drink. I'm off to a party. I'm just going to tick everything. <laughs> and uh, apparently they never catered for that show ever again. Yes, they spoiled it for the rest yeah. of us. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. If you have a kid, it's safe to say your life will change. And there's lots of things that you will have to rearrange. But this one thing happens that I never knew. Your kids will embarrass you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I was in a restaurant mm-hmm. um, a little while back. And uh, my early on, my daughter found this like, it was like a hard, I don't know if you've seen them, like hard plastic balls and they're like spiky a little bit and they bounce and, and they light up. Oh yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she just randomly, she's like seven, she started randomly sort of rubbing it onto the back of my uh, shoulders. It was like one of those massage things. Oh, she yeah. was rubbing it into the back of my shoulder and I was like, yeah. it's actually quite, it's actually quite nice. Like, Lights like, going on. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so she did it and I was like, I said, that's actually pretty good that. So she did it for about Two or three minutes, you know, when kids find something new to do, and then she off she went, and we all sort of forgot about it. And later on, in the same restaurant, um, the waiter came over and she said, Are you having a good time? And my daughter went, uh, Yes, I gave daddy a ball massage. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't stay for dessert. <laughs> and, uh, it was like one of them moments that you're like, Oh, do I explain it? <laughs> or is that, do, does it just sound weird? It sounds weirder. Yeah. So, I, um, so that's what I thought we'd chat about this morning. 
morning, inappropriate kids, the moments where they just say something so... Uh, I mean, balls is quite a good one because, you know, obviously they, that's one of their favourite uh, toys, footballs and bits and bobs. So that, can, that plays a lot. Cheryl messaged me to say, uh, that, Jason, that reminds me of my eldest uh, several years back. Uh, this was on Facebook. She said, uh, we had just moved into our new house and I was introducing myself to the neighbour when I heard a scream. My young son ran out of the door in floods of tears. I attempted to get the story out of him. In between great heavy sobs in front of the elderly neighbours, she said, Daddy put my balls in his mouth. My husband flew out moments later <laughs> to go, Maltesers! I ate his Maltesers! <laughs> Best introduction ever. So... This is what we're chatting about this morning. Mm. Inappropriate children. Right. I mean, you've got kids, Adam. I have, and I'm going to stick to the theme. Uh, <laughs> so I've got a prosthetic foot. Yeah. Uh, so my right foot is shorter than my left, and it's got a little ankle joint on it. And so when you've got a small kid, when you've got like a two or three-year-old, and they look and go, what's that? How, it's really hard to explain. Well, mm. you know, it's, a, it's from birth and blah, blah, blah. So my daughter would look at it and kind of grab it, and I would make the ankle go back and forward and go, ee-oh, 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 just, just yeah. so that she felt comfortable course, with me yeah, having yeah. a weird little foot. And she started to call it Daddy's Eeyore. Right. Which is fine <laughs> until friends' kids come round and you have a swim, and then the friends' parents come round to pick up their kids and say, how was the swim? And they go, amazing, we saw BB's Daddy's Eeyore. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> he even let us play with it. And then you kind of got to explain. <laughs> so, I mean, it was my own fault, to be honest. Yeah, no, but you, you can't foresee it, though. You can't foresee it. Uh, like Kate messaged me, she said, when Disney brought out the film The Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, she said, my... Uh, uh, my daughter was four or five and she loved it. Uh, she had the little figures and the books and the toys. Uh, we were in our local supermarket and my daughter had run in front to look at the toys in the next aisle. She, uh, like she always does, suddenly she shouted at the top of her voice, Mom, Quasimodo is round here. <laughs> I said, hang on, I'm coming, wondering how much this toy was going to cost me. I walked to the next aisle and there was a lovely gentleman with a curved spine. <sighs> OMG, I could not apologise enough dragging my daughter out of the shop. <laughs> he wouldn't have heard, though, because he's deaf because of the bell. <laughs> this is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. This is what I wanted to talk about this morning. <laughs> so I had this moment that happened to me. Mm. Uh, the other day, in Venice, in San Marco Square. Oh, hello. Uh, so... There was uh, a huge family, a big Asian family, maybe of about 20 people. That's relevant. I'm not just, I'm not being 70s racist uh, by describing everybody too much. There's a huge family, about 20, 18 to 20 people. And there's a, another Asian chap taking the picture. Yeah. Right? So I, as I walk past, I say to the man taking the picture, um, would you? I don't know where they're from in the world, so obviously I'm, I'm just I'm speaking loudly and in English, like like As what, every like what, English like what we do. Does, I'll yeah. just say it slowly. Yes, yeah. yeah. and loudly. Uh, so I said, "Excuse me, um, do you want me to take a picture of uh, you and the whole family together?" Mm. And the man said, "Why? <laughs> That's not my family." <laughs> <laughs> And I, had, I was like, oh, my God, I've been accidentally racist. Oh, dear. I didn't re and it was one of those moments that I was like, oh, I just wanted the world to swallow me. I was like, oh, oh, why? Yeah. And even, like, two hours later, I, like, I had a moment where I went, oh, God, yeah. oh, the thing in the square. Oh, the man and the photo. Oh. Did, anybody, did anybody see TV's Jason Manford do that? Oh. I hope so. 
Now, I've been assured by when I posted it on my Facebook uh, page that, uh, of course, it wasn't. If anything, it was maybe stereotyping or maybe just generalising, if anything. So uh, not quite as harsh as I originally thought it was, because you would do that to anybody. Oh, do you want any help with the picture? Oh, that's not me. It's fine. So it was just random. <laughs> that's the way I've got it. Well, I want it. a photo of you in this random family. <laughs> <laughs> Even now I'm like, Whoa! Oh, God. So... That's what happened to me. So I want to do the topic this morning, when good deeds go bad. Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. My favourite one so far mm-hmm. uh, of good deeds go bad mm-hmm. is Zoe Daniels. She's messaged me this. Jason, I stopped on a roundabout to save a hedgehog that was in the middle of the road. Traffic behind her, she stopped the car, hazards, got out. I got out of my car and immediately realised the hedgehog was in fact a broomhead. (laughs) (laughs) In a vain attempt to retain some dignity in front of the other drivers, I continued with my rescue plan, carefully picking up the much distressed broomhead (laughs) and returning to my car. As I made the broom head a cosy nest out of my coat on the back seat. I mean, she's really gone for it. Oh, this method acting. In brackets, she says, it had to look real to anyone still watching. A voice behind me asked, are you okay, madam? Imagine my delight when I turn round to find a police officer, obviously quite concerned as to my well-being. Because <laughs> you would look hammered. I'm just looking after this hedgehog. It was in the road. Uh, needless to say, he found my new travelling companion absolutely hairious. Uh, hilarious, sorry. Hairious. Hairious, isn't it? Absolutely hilarious. Uh, So much so, in fact, that he called his colleague over to hear my heroic story and admire my spiky little friend. (laughs) I still cringe thinking about it to this day. I've got one. Go on. Caroline Harper. The lady in the next bed to me in hospital asked for suggestions for Christmas present. Mm -hmm. I suggested a foot spa. Before I remembered, she just had a foot amputated. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh. Oh, just keep Get some bubbles out of that. Just keep quiet. (laughs) I had one from... uh, from Vicky Dutton, who said, uh, I once was in a lift with a colleague uh, years ago and she had a, a stray hair on her chin. I, I, I pulled it whilst talking. It was attached to her face. Hey! Hey! Ow! Horrible. Oh. Horrible. Uh, Sarah says, this is somebody else's good deed going bad. My mum, uh, this is uh, Sarah Dale, she says, my mum had a dodgy foot and was using an old walking stick that had some white electrical tape holding the bottom bit on whilst out walking the dog. A man came over and escorted her over the road thinking she was blind. <laughs> Being too kind to say anything, she pretended to be blind for the rest of <laughs> the street. <laughs> good, good for her. You've not told us if you've ever had a good deed gone bad, Lizzie. Are you, are you a person who does good deeds, though? That's the question. I think I like to live my, my life in quite a positive way. <laughs> I did have a I did have a boyfriend situation once that mm. um, his mum had dropped off some onions at our, at our place. <laughs> right. And I was looking around for something to cook, so I thought, oh, yeah, I can cook something with that. So I put something together. Yeah. Um, he started eating it and his uh, lips started getting all weird and oh. numb and what have you. And it's like, what, what have you put in this? I said, those onions that your mum left. And he said, she didn't lose any onions. Those are hyacinth bulbs. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't think it was a weird thing to drop round. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you just cooked some... <laughs> cooked some hyacinth bulbs. Apparently they're deadly poisonous. Oh, wow. <laughs> It's all right, we're not together anymore. No, clearly. He's, <laughs> he's, he's no longer with us. <laughs> Wowza. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters.
Fried abs is massive in India. Is it really? Yeah, like massive in India. How do you know that? <laughs> I've been up and out there. Been out there. I've been up and out there. The two things that are really massive that surprised me when I was in India were Brian Adams and heavy metal music. Like wow. Iron Maiden. Massive. <laughs> Absolutely massive. I kind of like that. Yeah. Something something heartwarming about yeah. that. <laughs> like, the, like the old Norman Wisdom being massive in Albania. It's just sort of, there's just something fun, isn't there? Yeah, there that. is something fun oh, about right, it. That's weird. I, I kind of like that. I'm, I'm, I like my old bands. Yeah. My, uh, most of the bands that I've been to see are people who are very old. I saw James Brown <laughs> oh, um, wow. before he died. Which I didn't need to that's, add. I mean, it's, yeah, it's better you see him before the die. He's a funky ghost. He's yeah. a funky, funky ghost. <laughs> he got ripped off if someone sold you a ticket afterwards. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Just a bloke called. So James what was Brown. that like? What was that like? It was kind of weird because he was he was pretty old. He kept on having to go to the side of the stage to take oxygen. Right. And like the about thirty percent of the gig was him legitimately when, when performing. they put the, when they put the coat over him <laughs> to leave stage. <laughs> it was actually because he was cold. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. Oh, bless. Love James Brown. But he, like, 30% of the gig was him doing his thing, and the, the other 70% was a man who just, his whole job was just to tell us how funky James Brown was going to get, <laughs> and he'd just be like, he's going to get so funky. And we were all sort of like, when? Because tickets were expensive. <laughs> can, can he start now? But I saw Prince. Oh, wow. Yeah, when he did, you know, when I mean, he was here. I would, I would, I would definitely put out that you're a bit of a jinx. Yeah. <laughs> To be honest, <laughs> I don't know how this plays into your theory, Chase, but uh, I also saw David Bowie as well. Yeah, don't come and see me. People need <laughs> to surround Elton John. Yes, do what, not want to see him. That is my concern. So, what happened at Prince? I went. I went on my own because right. I could only get. Um, I like bought the last ticket essentially that was available, right, right, right. and so and I've been to a few like music gigs because like I find going to comedy gigs is fine on your own because yeah. like I think as soon as the gig starts, it's everything's fine. But with music, I feel it's more like a social activity, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've yeah. been to a few gigs on my own where and you know and the important thing is to keep a low profile, and I always <laughs> manage that, and you know I'm pretty good at you know standing at the back, hanging back, you know? and when I went to see Prince, I was like there on my own, and I was like, man, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll be yeah, fine, I'm just fine. a bit relaxed. Um, and he uh, he did uh, Let's Go Crazy, the opening song. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. And uh, he started, he did the whole, that long prayer intro from off stage. Oh, I was wow. really excited. And yeah. I'm just, you know, relaxed. Having a dearly great beloved. Yeah, yeah, dearly beloved. We're gathered here today. Did the whole thing from off stage. Everyone's like, Brilliant. and then he shot up through this hat oh, wow. and like uh, he appeared on stage and he started to like as he hit the guitar uh, the whole band kind of came in behind him it was just amazing and I just burst into tears you cried I just burst into tears <laughs> just immediately was, I don't know what was going through wow. my mind and the woman next to me went are you okay and I went it's Prince and she said what did you think was going to happen <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> why was that not something you had planned wow. for I've cried at a gig though which one? Uh, it was Paul Simon in Hyde Park. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I remember, uh, this is a bit of a name drop, but I went with Amelda Staunton. Of <laughs> 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 people. <laughs> no, it's random, isn't it? Was it with the one where he did Graceland? Yeah, yeah. Right. So they had, the, they had uh, Lady Smith, Blackman Bowser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was unbelievable. But it was one of those, I think because I just remember being a kid in the car, uh, you know, when it used to, it just reminded me that nostalgia, it reminded me of a time where we were younger, my mum and dad and my granddad were still with us, and, you know, just those moments. And what was really funny was, 
So I was in Sweeney Todd at the time, when, which is how I knew uh, Amelda, and I managed to get her a ticket as well. And because uh, the promoter's doing it, as the, was the promoter that does my tour. Yeah. And uh, so we got there, and we stood near. She's with her daughter and stuff, and I, I have a little watch there. I'm with my partner at the time, and we're watching the, the show. And he sings um, uh, the Sound of Silence, just the, the greatest version you've ever heard. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I just, I don't remember crying. All I remember is. Why is my Why is my face wet? <laughs> like, I wasn't sobbing. It was just like tears were. And as I as I was crying, I thought, don't, I can't let Amelda Staunton see me." Cry. <laughs> and as I turned around to, to look at Amelda Staunton, she was also crying. <laughs> so I felt vindicated. You, my friend and uh, brilliant comedian James Acaster, was also at that show. Oh wow! And he also uh, cried. Uh, because he also has like strong associations of that song and, yeah, and that yeah. album and Graceland and his childhood and stuff. But he, it was when Hugh Masekela came out, and Hugh Masekela was a you know an amazing South That's African right, musician yeah, yeah. who was also really involved in the um, anti-apartheid movement. And uh, James was sat with like next to an African family, and when Hugh Masekela came out, they all started hugging each other, and he means so much to them. And James burst into tears. Wow. And James is the whitest man in the yes. world, <laughs> and he just uh, he was just couldn't believe how moved he was oh. <laughs> crying at gigs <laughs> we've all done it we've all done it Jason Absolute Radio where real music matters. Here are two of my favourite guests. Uh, Laura Lex joined us to talk annoying cartoons and John Bishop uh, chatted with me about the moment you realised that your kids were posher than you are. So I had an odd experience this week, John Bishop, where I was on holiday and uh, we were at a, a little cafe and I, we were looking at the menu and it had the usual things on the kids' menu, you know, when you go to Portugal and Spain, you know, chicken nuggets, fish fingers, a burger, that sort of thing. And I said to my daughter, who's just turned seven, I said, um, have you had a look through the menu, sweetheart? Is there anything that you want uh, for dinner? And she had a look through the proper menu and she said, um, do you know what, Dad? I think I'd like to try the octopus. <laughs> so I got her the octopus and she, li- and she liked it. Now, I didn't know you could eat octopus till I was about 22. I didn't even know what hummus was till I was about 25. Yeah, it's, you didn't, they hadn't invented it no. before you were 25. No, I It's agree. stuff like, like couscous. Where yeah. did that come from? Well, Quinoa. There's, there's food agreed. now yeah. that never existed. Kale. Kale. Where did kale. Kale's only two years old. I know. Where did kale and, come and from? Ke- kale, like, I'm vegetarian, yeah. I, I, so I'm, 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 yeah. all of this stuff's presented to me. Kale, <laughs> I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> make, it makes you want to eat a sausage. <laughs> 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 it's like a farmer went to his gr- went to his land and went. How am I going to get rid of all yeah. this weed? I'll, I'll say it's a superfood. Superfood, yeah. It's <laughs> some it. food. What's it? Oh, it's super. You <laughs> love that. Yeah, octopus. And I, and it was that moment that I thought my kids are better than me. But better is the wrong word. But definitely posher. They are having a posher upbringing than I am. Oh, naturally. Yeah. Obviously. Like, like I've, I've said it in the past in stand-up that my kids are the kids I used to throw stones at. <laughs> 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 and there has been times where they're going off to school when they were little with the posh, posh uniforms and I'm picking up stones going, get out of Sorry, son. Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It was an instinct. Your, your couscous has fell out your lunchbox. <laughs> and there is there is that bit where you... you like, you, you regarded yourself as working class. You've grown yeah. up on a council estate, you go, that's it. But you don't live there anymore. You no. live more of your life somewhere else. But of I course. think that grounding never goes. It stays and with I, you, And I don't yeah. think... 
class changes necessarily because of your circumstances mm. and instinct inside you. But the, but what it means is if you move on for what I want of a better phrase and you live a posh life, you do have posh kids. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it is that moment where you do look at them and go, Whoa. I know. <laughs> my daughter, I said to my daughter the other day, I said, right, I'm just, I'm just going to, uh, we're on all this. I said, right, I'm going to put that, uh, put that thing up in the garage. And she went, you mean the garage? The yeah, garage! Yeah, yeah. She actually corrected my English. Yeah, garage! Yeah. I'm not having it. The moment you realise your kid was better than you. Okay, that's what we're after this morning. Steph Griffiths messaged me. She said, went to a restaurant with my daughter. She was about four years old. Waitress came over to see if the food was okay. And my lovely four-year-old announced to everybody, it's super, would you thank the cook for me? That's amazing. When your kids, when your kids are aware of staff. Yes. Well, there's another great, another great one actually, uh, which was uh, Nicola Perry who said uh, we were having uh, an early pub tea one evening. We ended up being the only ones left in the pub. Her five-year-old said, "Oh look, mummy, it's just us and the servants." No. <laughs> <laughs> Music matters. Lucy's on the line. Good morning, Lucy. Hi, yeah. Good morning. How are you? Where are you? I'm really well, thanks for asking. Where are you calling from, Luce? <laughs> I'm from Hampshire. Hampshire, lovely. Okay, yeah. tell us then. The moment you realise your kids Whoa, are posh, hang you. on, hang on. <laughs> Lucy's phoning from Hampshire. We've got a high bar to begin with. No, trip. no, no. Hang on, right. I, I've, I've not been. I've just recently moved to Hampshire. I was going to say you don't like. Yeah, you yeah. don't sound like you've come <laughs> from Hampshire. No, no. In, in all due oh, respect. In <laughs> all due respect, I said that bit. <laughs> Go on then, no. what happened? Okay, so um, we, myself, my husband, and my twin boys went round to my friend's house for dinner, and they're only four years old. Yeah. And when Are we you got there. friends? Around <laughs> my friend's house. <laughs> and uh, when we got there, um, she asked, you know, would the boys like a drink? And mm. the boys were like, uh, yes, please, can I have a water? Which is fine, you know, they're not a big fan of juice. Yeah, so she started fine. running the cold tap. And as she was running the cold tap, <laughs> my youngest twin came and, oh, no, 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 no. Not from the tap. It has to be bottled and it has to be cold from the fridge. Wow! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, see, I think that's fair enough because I'm, I'm a bit like, I'm a bit of a water snob myself. No, I know, I know, I am. I know, but I am. Four. I know, but four. Like Lucy said, the four. I, want to, I mean, this is. I'll be honest with you. This is a true story. This. I, I used to have another life, Lucy. So I, I was working. <laughs> I was working for a pharmaceutical company, and I was. And I, I was actually studying, this is true, I was studying to do a master's degree in business whilst I was working. And I had to go to a seminar weekend in Manchester, it was, at Manchester University. Got all these people studying masters, all these people involved in business. Mm. And there was a lad there, and he, he lived up in the lakes. And everyone had to put forward what environment they were in and what they wanted to do. And I said, I work for a big pharmaceutical company. And they came to this lad. This is honestly about 15 years ago. Yeah, I said, so, he said, so what, what are you doing? He said, I'm thinking, if you're seeing in France, you get water in a bottle. He said, I'm thinking you can do that in England. And we all went, don't be daft. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to buy water in a bottle? <laughs> He's loaded now, and exactly. I'm here with you. Exactly, yeah. John Buxton. <laughs> 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 Lovely. Thanks, Lucy. That's fine. Thanks. Have a good day. Thank you. You good too, night. sweetheart. Good Bye-bye. Night. It's the moment you realise your kids were posher than you. This one from Alison. I love this one. I grew up in Slough. 
but grew up and moved away. I first knew my five-year-old son was posher than me when he applauded someone and said, Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Five years old. Liam in Glasgow says, We didn't have a family car growing up. This is my kids do this. We didn't have a family car growing up. Now, my kids see getting the bus anywhere as a novelty. Yeah. And beg me to leave the car at home. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. kids do that. Can we get the bus? Yeah. <laughs> they always do that. So the moment you realise your kids are poshing you, I love that. Um, and uh, Geraldine in West Midlands was on holiday with our cousins having a pub tea. All the kids were ordering, six of them, all said pizza and chips or chicken nuggets. Came to my eldest lad, who was seven, he said steak, medium. <laughs> yeah, medium. <laughs> yeah, medium. <laughs> and uh, Stephanie said, when my daughter was three, Three or four, she said, I was showing her how you could fold up a car window shade and it would ping uh, when you let go of it. I said to her, look, it's magic. She replied, it's not magic, mummy, it's physics. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. I feel like I'm not somebody who complains about a lot of things, but recently... I've been watching a lot of Peppa Pig. I say recently, for the last seven years. (laughs) And I watch a lot of it. I've seen every episode. There's only 12, and they're on repeat all the time. But something the other day, I feel like maybe I woke up in a touchy mood, maybe I was just a bit angry that day, you know, one of those mornings. But I've got to say, the constant fat-shaming of Daddy Pig is starting to get a little bit under my skin. (laughs) They mention his big tummy all the time. Now... The reason I mention it is because, as a feminist, right, I am very open, of course, for equality. And that's all I want as well, equality. I don't feel that they would do the same jokes about Mummy Pig. It's getting to me. It's getting to me now. Oh, you can't go down the slide. You're too big. Don't splash in the water when you dive in, Daddy Pig. Your belly's too big. You won't be able to get in that treehouse, Daddy. Your belly's too big. It's constant. Are they... Actually, a very loving family trying to gently nudge Daddy Pig into doing something healthy for his his health. Oh, you think it's well? They they got young kids, you know. He needs to be looking after himself. If he's basically saying, if you want to be around. Yeah. For when they eventually grow up, because they have been four and 18 months for 10 years. That, that's a tragic episode, the one where they have an intervention to sit Daddy Pig <laughs> down. Where it's just some gentle prodding yes. going, oh, Daddy Pig, that puddle. Let's call Dr. Brown Bear. He needs to have a word with Daddy Pig. Daddy Pig, your, your guts knocked out your youngest kid when yeah. you turned around there. Maybe so. you're right, but there's something about Peppa Pig that drives me mad. Mad! The kid is so... She's rude. She's obnoxious. She's a terrible friend. She's an even worse big sister. I just can't see why she's allowed on the telly. What's her shtick? Is she a magic... I don't have kids. Oh, you've not seen it, okay. Is she a magic pig? No. What? Well, how, well, how, why has she got her own TV show? Hang on a minute. she got her own TV show? Why are we on the radio and this kid's got her own TV show? What, what, what does she do? She's just... She's just a pig. <laughs> I mean, and I mean that in both senses of the word. She's a pig and a little cow at the same time. Um, I don't know. She's just, you know, she's got a theme tune. It's not great. I'm Peppa Pig. That's her. This is my little brother, George. He's not a This is Mummy Pig. And this is Daddy Pig. <laughs> Peppa Pig. What are they laughing at? 
<laughs> I mean, literally, yeah. they've just yeah. said their names and they're all laughing. <laughs> was our name. It's just your names. Did they also, introduce Mummy Pig? Yeah, she said Mummy oh, Pig. Pig. That's the other thing that's weird. They're called Daddy Pig and Mummy Pig. Now, what were they called before they were parents? Because if it's Mummy Pig and Daddy Pig, that's creepy. That is weird. <laughs> if that's always been your name. <laughs> There's loads of weird things going on in Peppa Pig. Some of the animals speak and some of them don't. Some of them are, you know, there's Zoe Zebra and Susie Sheep and, and all, you know, Pedro Pony. There's all these. And then ducks. Ducks are just ducks <laughs> in a pond. And there's a turtle. Doesn't talk. They all live on a hill. That does me head in. <laughs> oh, everybody lives on a hill in that town. It's the worst designed town. It's a nightmare. And it's always snowing. Well, It'll snow every five episodes. To try and encourage Daddy Pig to get some more exercise. Oh, he's fine going downhill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, at one time, they rid him down here like a sled. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sick. It's sick and wrong. <laughs> Miss Rabbit, she's got about 400 jobs. She does all the jobs. She's single with no kids and she does all the jobs. She's unbelievable. I'd love to see a tax bill. She's amazing. <laughs> I presume she's self-employed. Here's some of the uh, here's some of the, the jobs that Miss Rabbit does: helicopter pilot, aquarium caretaker, gift shop assistant at the aforementioned aquarium, supermarket cashier, face painter, but she can only do tiger faces, <laughs> nurse, dental nurse, library assistant, bus driver, ice cream seller, theme park ticket seller, train driver, recycling centre operator. This is one. This is one person. It, it, I don't, I don't, why, why do the kids like it so much? It's so many flaws. Well, she sounds like a good role model, if you ask me. I feel like you're defending them too much. You've not even <laughs> seen it. You don't know. <laughs> this is Jason Manford. This is Matters. We're talking about cartoon characters that you hate. Hate. Postman Pat comes in for a bit of flack. Yeah. Uh, Ewan says, the most useless public servant there ever was. How does he keep his job when each day he manages to lose, destroy or misplace the parcels or mail or cows or whatever he's delivering? <laughs> he's the most sackable person in existence. And yet, because he comes through each time, that's deemed acceptable. It's weird, isn't it? He's never been taken for a disciplinary. Do you know what, though? I feel that, though. If, if somebody said to me, do you want it nine hours late and mm. wet, or do you want a little red slip and you can go and get it yourself from the sorting office? That never happens in Postman Park. He will always deliver on... Well, then I'll, like, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll but take it. It might not be the... But he's an idiot. <laughs> like, there was one the other day... It, the box clearly said helium on it. It said it on the box. Helium on the box. And yet he took it out of the van. And it floated off. And then he had to use the helicopter. You wonder why stamps He's are so got a expensive. Helicopter. He, oh, mate. The things this fella's got. <laughs> it's not just a cat and a crap van anymore. He's got helicopters. He's got a, a snowmobile. He's got everything. With Royal Mail? He, who's funding this? Privatised now, isn't it? Right. <laughs> Privatised, isn't it? Ching, ching, ching. Just, just spend money on whatever they want. Uh, Matt says, the makers of Curious George need to look up the word curious. He's not curious, he's nosy. <laughs> A nosy, lying little thief. <laughs> wow. Wow, Matt. Uh, and Mick says, Barney the Dinosaur. His overly cheerful optimism and perpetual happiness makes me want to smash his big purple head through a wall. <laughs> wow, the anger in people. Anger, what have you seen? Uh, well, I've never seen this show, but I'm fascinated to find out what Paw Patrol is. Oh, my Gemma God. Barkley has a message saying, Mayor Goodway from Paw Patrol, 
idiot woman, invest in some emergency services and stop FaceTiming a bunch of dogs because you can't control your handbag chicken. Yep, that's the whole show. What? What's a handbag chicken? It's just a chicken that lives in a handbag. Just a live chicken? Yeah, of course, she's not a sicko. Um, <laughs> Why would she have a dead handbag in there, maybe it'd you be weirdo? like a new KFC, you know, <laughs> the handbag chi- chicken. <laughs> yes, Ten get pieces. our new family-sized <laughs> handbag chicken. <laughs> All right, maybe I've waged a war that's unwinnable against the, the might of Peppa Pig. Um, we have uh, Maddie on the, on the line this morning. Good morning, Maddie. Good morning. Morning, Maddie. Uh, now, uh, you're, uh, you're a fan of Peppa Pig, are you? Do you like Peppa Pig? How old are you, Maddie? I'm three. You're three. Now, you tell me why I'm wrong about Pe- Peppa Pig. Why is Peppa so great? Because she jumps in muddy puddles and I think it's great. She, yeah, you've got me there. She does jump in muddy puddles and it, and, and it is great. It is great. What about the fact that um, she's always teasing her dad about having a big tummy, though? It's just a jo- I suppose it's just a joke, isn't it? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being, maybe you're right, Maddie. Maybe I'm being oversensitive. Maybe, maybe you <laughs> What about that time when they uh, used Daddy Pig as a sled though down the hill? Was that is that acceptable? Is that is that okay, Maddie? No. No, you're right. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you're not all on her side. I'm glad about that. Um, and what about your uh, your your parents, Maddie? Are they do they like Pepper? You don't know. But you watch it. How often do you watch it? Do you watch it a lot? Um, about um, once a day. About once a day. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks for calling me, Maddie. Thanks so much. I hope um, I hope we can still be friends. Hi. I'll always be friends with everybody that I meet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> OK. I just melted a little bit there, Maddie. God bless you. Thanks, sweetheart. Bye. 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 <laughs> Let's just have a moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel bad. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I really went for that pepper in that rant, and uh, Maddie's Maddie's she's, taught us a lesson there. She's a puddle jumping heroine for our yes. times. I think that's what we've learned there. Is I think we have. She's flying in the face of this politically correct health and safety culture. Yeah. That our kids are sort of. And actually, up. as Maddie's very firmly pointed out, I'm putting words in her mouth, but her dad is fat. So yeah. maybe you should sort it out. And it hasn't taught Maddie. You know, she says I'll be friends with anybody I meet. So Which it's... I think is, you know, in the current political climate, mm. we could we could do with more Maddie. Oh yes. Thanks for listening to the jam-packed best of show. Uh, there were far too many highlights to add, so the only sensible thing to do would be to download all the podcasts from the Absolute Radio website. I'm back live next week at my usual time of eight a.m. on Sunday. See you there. Thank you. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Sanford. Where real music matters.